um, we're talking about something that could be called recovery from trauma. Mm -hmm. You know, not just um, the sense of um, recovery in a traditional sense about being sober, but the sense about noticing that a lot of the things that affect people, whether they are, you know, fall under the category of addiction or not, um, about the impact of all the undigested stuff that I call trauma with a small T. And you're sharing some of what you're doing about that. Yeah, and I, you know, it's interesting because I think everybody suffers from the effects of trauma with a small T and many, many people suffer from the effects of trauma with a big T as well. But I think it's the trauma with a small T that kind of gets overlooked because there's this sense of nothing terrible happened to me. Um, and yet it, it can have profound, profound impact on our lives. Yeah. And so what we're talking about is being aware of how it shaped us. And you were sharing something and don't have to go into the detail of it, but just about having a somewhat chaotic childhood. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, and so to the extent that you're comfortable sharing some of this, you know, not so much the story of what happened then, but in a way how you have echoes of it in your everyday life now as a grown up. Yeah, so, uh, and I'm, I'm happy to share at this point. Um, my, my life is a pretty open book, but in the essence of time, um, yeah, I had a very, very chaotic, very, uh, a lot of childhood trauma. And, um, and I did not know that 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 uh, has reverberated throughout my life until I started actually really until I got into recovery and started doing some of the work and realized that a lot of the way that I show up in the world, a lot of the way that I show up in relationships, um, even my energy level um, is as a result of a lot of that childhood experience. And so awareness is a big part of it for me. Learning yeah. and becoming aware, recognizing that, you know, everyone says I am how I am. You know, this is me, this is how I am. And what I've learned is no, this is, this is how I've adapted to become. And well, that's a big, big thing that, uh, you know, this is, who I am, I am what I am, you know, those kinds of things is it's there. Uh, it suddenly appeared in the world the way it is and, uh, and that's it. And, um, you know, you use the word adapted. What I am is how I adapted to the circumstances I had. So there's an interplay, you know, it took these circumstances and these were the way that I knew at the time how to adapt. So it's much, much more of uh, something that was done and therefore can be undone. Yes. It's, you know, I, I, 
I've become so gentle with myself about all of this. I've become compassionate and love and, and practice loving kindness with myself through all of this because it's part of, of the recovery process for me. Um, but these adaptations were necessary and, and allowed me to survive the circumstances. So these adaptations are not bad things. They're beautiful things. And they are the things that, you know, in many ways, I thought I wasn't strong. I was full of fear. I was not good enough, less than, you know, all this stuff. And what I've realized over time is that, you know, I am strong, I am capable, and I'm a survivor. I survived all that. But I don't really need those adaptations anymore all the time. Um, some of them can create difficulty in relationships, you know, fear of using my own voice. Like one of the things I learned as a child was to keep my mouth shut. Um, if I'm quiet and blend into the background, I'm safer. Well, that doesn't really work in a relationship between two adults. So, you know, it, it's important for me to to see these things, question them, interact with them, see what's working and see what's not working. And I've used, you know, professionals for this. I've, you know, definitely yeah. participated in therapy for, you know, lots of different times over the years. Yeah, yeah. But so that's interesting. You're mentioning something about, okay, so I acquired this pattern as a mm -hmm. kid that it was safer for me to stay silent, to not make waves, uh, and that obviously did not work in an adult relationship. But so that's a part about, um, you know, just understanding the patterns in your life and noticing that the pattern uh, problem in a relationship is related to the pattern of not speaking up and realizing that the pattern of not speaking up is related to the way you've been trained by your circumstances. Exactly. And, and so... Uh, that's that kind of um, uh, journey. Mm -hmm. You know, and you said it, I don't know that I actually answered your original question, but, but who I really am at my core is my true nature, my, my divine nature, or whatever you want to call it. Um, that observe, I can observe myself acting in a certain way or feeling a certain way. So how I act and how I feel is not who I am. It's, it's like you said, adaptations built around circumstances. It was so, it was so pivotal in my recovery to see the difference between the observer or to be even able to observe. So to be able to see, oh, I'm feeling really scared in this situation. Oh, that's interesting. I just said this and it's not even true. Oh, this is interesting. I'm saying something that's true and I'm terrified. I feel anxious. Um, whatever. There's a million of them. We don't have all the time in the world for me to share all, all the ways that I've adapted that. Don't yeah. But to be able to observe um, and be the observer, that is my true nature. The observer is my true nature. The way that I act, feel, behave in the world is not who I am. It's just how I act, feel, behave in the world. And I can do that differently. But so that's a very, very important distinction that, um, uh, you know, that what we do on a given moment 
is not necessarily who we are. Um, and often it is a knee-jerk reactivity. Um, it's a pattern, an old pattern that we keep acting on. Um, and, uh, and so it's automatic pilot. Mm -hmm. And what you're saying is what you say the true you is what you call your divine nature. But, you know, for people who might have difficulty with the concept of divine nature, uh, you also identify it as that capacity to observe what you're doing. So the part of you that is able to, to notice, oh, here I go doing this, or here I am angry, or here I am scared, uh, is a part that is a truer self than simply the part that is angry or the part that is you know, scared or that has a knee-jerk reaction. hundred percent. And that ability to distinguish between the two mm -hmm. is where the healing starts. Yeah. Yeah. It's where the healing starts because in that place I can pause, you know, I can seek help. I can discuss it with somebody. I can pause and not react like I normally would. There's so many choices in that place of noticing that the observer is different than the behavior. Right, 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 right. So what we're talking about is that, that the, the, the healing uh, consists in the ability to not be lost in just a knee-jerk reaction, but to be able to see it. Uh, and that starts with the ability to pause and the ability to pause is a little place of safety where it's not for a moment. It's not like have to have an instant reaction because otherwise there's danger, but there's a little bit more space than it feels like. Yeah. So finding that little space of the pause is already part of the healing because it means you're not as much in immediate danger as it feels like at the moment. Yes. Yeah. There's more to it, of course, you know, there are, there are um, reactions and triggers and emotions and all of those things. Um, but that is, that's the place where healing begins in my, in my opinion. Um, you know, that's the place where healing begins is recognizing the difference between what I do and who I am. And so important to cultivate self-compassion because what we tend to do is beat ourselves up over all that stuff, right? Gosh, darn it. I can't believe I lashed out. You know, I can't believe I just didn't speak up for myself. You know, I can't believe I ran away from that situation, fill in a million different blanks. But so um, that in itself, it's good if you keep in mind that the uh, lashing out at ourselves um, is another form of reactivity. Mm -hmm. So, uh, because in that moment, it's like, I can't bear it. So therefore I lash out at myself. And so we're talking about is finding the place that is a place where it's possible to have that little space to just notice it. Okay. And so that's why for people who believe in God, um, the metaphor of God is very helpful because it can be the idea that there is somebody, some supernatural being 
who has the ability to make space for that and is able to notice it. But whether you believe in God or not, it's about how to develop in yourself the space that is able to, to, to not be have a need for instant reaction, to be able to just be there and notice it. Yes. And, and some, yes, the, the space, the pause is, is where the healing can take place. And then, and the self-compassion, because I do think that healing requires a compassionate, fertile ground. To find out more about the Proactive 12 Steps, see the website proactive12steps.com. Please send us your comments and suggestions through the feedback form at proactive12steps.com slash feedback.